I know that you will be with me When I'm standing in the fire I will not be overcome
Church of the Warm Heart, good morning. Great to have you on this beautiful day. It's a beautiful day now. Raining earlier, but it uh, looks like the sun is out. My name is Michael Beneshek. I'm one of the Warm Heart pastors here, and it is so good to see each and every one of you. Please sign in. Let us know you're here. Every row, every pew has a blue attendance pad. Just sign it and pass it on down if you've got other folk in your pew. And if you are joining us online, uh, welcome to all of you. We uh, know that... Uh, Uh, Hopefully you'll find a blessing in today's service, for we are certainly blessed to have you. It has been, I'm tired, it's been a long two weeks. So we started out with annual conference uh, a week and a half ago. We had about uh, close to 200 Methodist pastors and representatives from churches from Oregon, Idaho. Uh, In our space, they were here for four days uh, for, for their conference, for their meetings, for their worships. Thank you to all the volunteers who helped pull this off. Thank you to the staff who did this as well. I know Debbie and Lisa and, and Jacob and Angela, and, and uh, I'm going to miss some folk. But uh, thank you. Thank, I feel like I'm at the Oscars. I'd like to thank these people. For, don't play me off the stage. <laughs> uh, it, it, was, it, was, it was wonderful. Um, the, my very first con- well, let me, let me backtrack. Uh, conference is also where they tell all the pastors where they're serving for the next year. All Methodist pastors are on a year-to-year basis. Sometimes we stay short. Sometimes we stay long periods of time. But it's on a year-to-year. And uh, the annual conference this year, uh, the bishop said that I get to stick around for another year here at Meridian and Out. Well, all right. Thank you. It's always, always nice to hear uh, uh, the, the, when the bishop does their thing. In the olden days, uh, it actually was at conference when you learned. Uh, now we know a little bit ahead of time. But people at conference, all the, all the people who were moving, they would go out and they would find phones because they didn't have cell phones. They would all line up at a pay phone and have to call their families, start packing because we're, we're moving. Olden day stuff. My first conference uh, that, I was, that I was here... Um, when I was up here in the Northwest, uh, we moved to Western Oregon, an annual conference. The first one that I was here happened to be in Idaho. Every four years, they come out to Idaho. So I, you, know, you can't drive from there. So I hopped on a plane uh, to come to conference to Boise. And I, it, small plane, Alaska Airlines kind of thing, 24, 25 seat plane. Uh, like when you walk up, you can see them twisting the rubber band to get it ready for the flight. <laughs> you walk on the tarmac, you walk, uh, you're carrying your own luggage, right? And uh, uh, yeah, I hopped on and I looked and 25 seats, 20 of them were Methodist pastors coming to conference. And so just for fun, and I shouldn't have, but just for fun, I hopped on the plane and saw like, all my colleagues and I just said, God is good. And they said, all the time. All the time. And I sat down next to a lady who was not a Methodist pastor, but her eyes got this big. Are you a cult? <laughs> like in my mind, oh, I, uh, yeah, we're not going to fly this into a building. or We're not going to take it. Uh, we're one of the good ones. We're, you're one of the good ones. We appreciate you being here. Uh, last week, we also had Vacation Bible School. It just happened that they were back-to-back. Thank you to Cassie and all her team for pulling off Vacation Bible School. We haven't had it since 2019. And we had scores of kids and volunteers uh, take over this space, and we, we just had a blast. Uh, but we appreciate you trusting us with your kids with vac- Vacation Bible School. And uh, now we're taking a collective breath. I see that Lisa's gone today. Pastor Jen's gone today. Debbie, you showed up. Thank you. <laughs> you showed up. Uh, people upstairs, we thank you as well. Um, 
just, you know, this, this place doesn't slow down. We got Mary Methodist meeting tonight. What makes them merry is they have food, five o'clock, and a sense of fellowship as well. Uh, one last announcement. If you've ever wondered what small groups we have here at the Church of the Warm Heart, or how to start a small group, Pastor Jen next Sunday will be having a small group meeting in, uh, in our FLC, our Family Life Center, just right through these doors into the next building across the alley at coffee hour. That's the time between the services. And if you've ever wanted to get in touch with small groups in our church, or if you have an idea for a small group, stop on by. You might not be the only one with that idea. We would love to get a few more small groups going here in our community of faith. With that, let's take a few moments, greet those around us in Christian love, and then remain standing for the opening songs.
Unless you're a kid, if you're a kid like fifth grade and below, come on up. This is your time in worship. I know we got a couple back there. I know we got more online as well. Good to have you. Good morning. Good to see you all. You're far, far away today. I'm going to take one more step closer to see you. All the better to see you with, my dear. Uh, what's today? Today's a special day for some folk. What do you think today might be? Any idea what holiday we're celebrating today? Any idea? What is it? It's Father's Day. Happy, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. If you got a dad next to you, can you pat him on the back and just say, Happy Father's Day? Oh. When I was about your, your size, right there, I remember my dad playing ball with me. He wanted to play catch. So he would, he, we got a big old ball, and he would play catch, and we'd roll it, and we'd toss it, and it was a lot of fun. I still have this memory, like when I was three to four years old, and then I got a little older, and the ball got a little smaller, and we'd play catch outside, and then I got to be in junior high, uh, middle school, I think is what they call it now in some places. And the, got a baseball. The balls got smaller and smaller and smaller as we, and, and harder. We could actually hurt ourselves with this one. And he would play catch with me outside. And I, not all the time, more, I wanted to play catch more, but, uh, you know, they, they have their jobs and all that stuff. But I got to play catch and I got to high school and he took me golfing for the first time. Uh, little tiny, like, again, the balls just got smaller, smaller, smaller. Uh, but those are some of the special memories that I have of my dad. I just out there, just just playing and having a good time. When you when you think of dads, what what do you think of? What do dads do? Any idea? I know dads back there going something. Say something. <laughs> can I can I ask these people out here that same question? Tell me something that dads do. Carpentry. Barbecue. Ooh. They read. That's awesome. They love their kids. Yep. Dads do a lot of things. Mom and dads, they're, they're a team. And uh, we, we do our best. Well, today, we're going to also celebrate some kids who are going to go off and do some, some work and love in the world. And I, we're going to make it a part of children's time because I want to see you. Uh, I, I want you to see what they're doing. So, you know, maybe, maybe in a few years you might be doing the same thing. So I'm going to call forth our yellow people today. Got some yellow? They were here at the first service as well. The yellow people. Do you have Do you have more T-shirts? Do I have more T-shirts? Yeah. Uh, do you have another color T-shirt? That I yeah, we're, we all have a blue color T-shirt. Yeah. You also? 
Yeah, but to, I mean, we're being introduced as the Yellow People. Let's just own it. Hi, we're the Yellow People. We, we're actually the 2023 mission team, and we are missing a few folks. Uh, there should be 16 of us. My son very proudly told me he counted us first service, and there's 10. And I was like, yes, and plus six. And uh, we are headed to Loveland, Colorado, starting on Saturday. We're going to drive to Rock Springs, Wyoming, spend the night there, and go- get into Colorado on Sunday. And then we'll spend four days doing long hours of community service in the area. We're coming alongside local organizations who already do work there long term. And so we'll just be partnering with them to support their missions. There sounds like there are two different community gardens we might be helping with, as well as three low-income housing projects slash homeless shelters where we can be um, painting and pulling weeds and raking and that sort of thing. And then there are two... um, Two, two chances to work like more closely with people, so like a, a children's daycare and an adult, a, a camp for adults with disabilities, so we could be working alongside them as well. So we won't know what projects we're assigned to until next Sunday night. So that's part of the challenge and excitement of this trip. And uh, yeah, I haven't been on a mission trip with the kids since 2019, and only of these of these. Only these three people have been on a trip with me before, so it's, it's exciting and wild, and we're, we're excited. So uh, we do cover your prayers, of course. Always pray for us all, especially me, please. Um, and um, yeah, we'll come back and we'll tell you about it later in July, and thank you, thank you for all your support to make this possible, to make it affordable, and um, we're just really excited. Let's send them out with a blessing. Uh, we're going to do a laying on of hands in a non-creepy way. So just put your hands. On, there we are. Lord, we pray that this upcoming mission trip would, would fill these young people and volunteers with compassion, with generosity, with kindness, with respect as they interact with the people that they reach. Give them sympathetic eyes and ears to be sensitive to the needs of those around them. Speak to them during their devotions, through small groups and and the evening worship. And Lord, we praise you that you do not sleep as, as you watch over them. Keep these adventurers physically safe and healthy as they travel. Give them patience and flexibility when things do not go according to plan. And Heavenly Father, we pray that you would provide encouragement to the leaders and organizers of this trip. Help them to remain faithful with the things that you've entrusted to them. Let them set examples in speech, in life, in love, and in faith. In all these, as they load up the van later on this week, remind them that they go with our blessing, encouragement, and love. And the family of God said, amen. Let's send them out with a a little bit of a love. Let us be a people of prayer. Heavenly Father, today we ask you to bless our earthly fathers for the many times they reflected the love and the strength, generosity and wisdom 
that you exemplify in your relationship with us, your children. We honor our fathers for putting their needs for our needs before, before their convenience and comfort, for teaching us to show courage and determination in the face of adversity, for challenging us to move our own mountains and to break barriers. God, we know that, we know that there is no father that is perfect, save you. Give them the grace to acknowledge and learn from their mistakes. And give us the grace to extend to them the same forgiveness that you offer to all of us. Help us to resist the urge to stay stuck in past bitterness. And instead move forward with humility and peace of heart. We ask your blessings on those men who served as father figures in our lives where biological fathers were unable to do so. May the love and selflessness they showed be returned to them in all their relationships. And Lord, give give new and future fathers the guidance they need to raise happy and holy children, grounded in a love for God and for other people. And remind these fathers that treating their spouses with dignity, compassion, and respect is, is one of the greatest gifts that they can give their children. And God, we pray for our fathers who have passed into the next life, who have been welcomed into your loving embrace, and that our family will one day be reunited in in your heavenly kingdom. We ask all these things in the name of your son, Jesus, who taught his disciples a prayer that begins with a nod to your parentage. As we share in these words together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power the glory forever. Amen. Our next congregational song is called Great Are You, Lord, as as willing and able. Let's stand and sing together.
Please be seated. Morning, Lisa. Good morning. Um, today's scripture is Colossians 3, 1 through 4, and 12 through 17. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. <clears throat> Excuse me. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. Be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So I used to have a bad habit. I, I know I still have a few, but this is one I've tried to break several years ago. See, I started off, the first church I ever worked at was a church of 4,000 folk. Big church, 4,000 people. Not that I knew them all, but I was the part-time guy, that, that, that's the church. I was the part-time guy, I would help in the, uh, in the evenings and the afternoons, locking doors, checking on things. I was working with the youth program. Uh, just all the odd guy church at, at there. I was, this is during college and seminary. And every Sunday, I would get a few youth to go outside with me and greet worshipers coming in. And we'd greet and greet and greet. Might be why I still like greeting today out in front before worship. And, and every now and then they'd let me preach. My first sermons were in front of 2,000 folk. It was kind of scary. But when you greet 4,000 people, Week in, week out, week in, week out, you get to know some faces. Our city had 200,000 people. And if you know 4,000 people out of 200,000, matter of fact, let me break it down. Let's just do one quarter of the city. So one quarter of 200,000, that would be 50,000. So I'm doing math on the fly here. So if I knew 4,000 people out of, out of 50,000 out of here... Uh, that's that's 8% of, of the population that, that my wife and I recognized. And so if, when we, anywhere time we were on that quarter of, of, of the city, at a restaurant, at the mall, wherever, we would recognize one out of 12 people. We couldn't get away with anything in the city. Even the cop who once pulled me over, <laughs> rolled down my window, and I, all I hear is, hi, Mike. I'm like... Uh, hi, Officer Imes. Hey, you go to I, 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 we go to the same church. Can you get me out of this ticket? He goes, 
nope, nope, talk to the judge. He also goes to our church. Like, okay, all right. Didn't get out of the ticket. But it got to be a game for us. How many St. Markians, St. Mark's Church, are we going to see today? And if we were sitting at a restaurant, enjoying our food, every time the door opened, I'm, 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 I'm sitting, I'm talking to the wife that I love, the door opened. I would look to see who's coming in. Do we know them? Anytime someone got up to leave. Do we know them? And my wife is sitting there going, who do you love more? <laughs> right? Like, you, you were spending the entire meal looking around. We can't even eat at restaurants with TVs on the wall because I am a zombie. When, if there's a screen, that, that's what I do. Uh, that's, that's my bad habit. I can't keep my eyes and my attention on the things right in front of me. I'm like a little puppy dog. What's over there? What's over there? Squirrel, that kind of thing. You know, and, and we all do this a little bit, don't we? You're standing there, you're talking to someone, and uh, you're, you're just chit-chatting away, and your phone goes off. Like, hold on, Bob, hold on. It's Steve. Hi, Steve. Yeah, I'm talking to Bob. And... Uh, Honestly, if it was reversed, if I was talking to Steve and my phone rang and it's, oh, it's Bob. Hey, Steve, hold on. I got to talk to Bob. It doesn't matter who it is. Uh, We always go for that next thing. Uh, Who's more important to talk to, Steve or Bob? So, well, whoever got my attention last, right? My bad habit was not paying attention to what was going on in the moment. I'm at work. I think about things at home. I'm at home. I'm thinking about work. There's not really a support group for this. Hi, I'm Mike, and I can't focus. Hi, Mike. Whatever your name was, I missed it when you said it. So, uh. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about our eyes. What has to do with faith and all that. But the gift that we give to someone else through our eyes. One of the lessons that my dad taught me was when you talk to someone, look in their eyes. Don't, don't mumble. Don't look down. When someone says something to you, respond back. It's, it's, it's the nice thing, right? Uh, my daughter, who was up here but just left because she's, she was at the first service, but she was up here for the mission trip. She likes to read, and she's reading out there. And God bless her. An old lady came up and said, what are you reading? She didn't say anything. Like, Sammy, you got to say something. She was like, well, she's in my business. Like, she's just asking you what you're reading, right? Look up. Look in her face. Speak. When you use your eyes and you make eye contact, you are perceived as dominant and powerful, but, but more importantly, warm, personable, attractive, likable, Qualified, skilled, competent, the list goes on and on and on. Eye contact imparts a sense of intimacy in your exchanges. It increases the quality of your relationships and your face-to-face interactions. I promise there's a sermon in here somewhere. But why does making eye contact with people have such a dramatic improvement to relationships? Here's four quick answers, and they could be tied to faith as well. Number one, our eyes were made to connect. 
It's easy to see why the eyes of others capture our gaze. You know, if you think about them, they're just kind of like free-floating orbs floating on a face that doesn't really change. But the eyes, the eyes can move. They're kind of weird when you think about them. They grab our attention. Uh, Our irises and pupils float on a bright white canvas. There are 220 primates out there, different species of primates. We're the only ones with the whites in our eyes. The only ones. And people can tell when you shift your eyes because of, of, of the white and everything, everything moves. With the others, you, you, you do not. When you're holding a baby, the baby, do you know what the baby looks at? Your eyes. And if, you, if, if you're holding the baby, if you tilt your head this way and look at the baby, the baby's head does not move. But if you keep your head still and you turn your eyes this way, the baby will turn and look. What are you looking at? The other primates, they don't look to see what you're looking at. They will look to see where your head is is turned, but they won't watch your eyes. And they'll look more at hands and other things that can cause them danger. But we look at eyes. A greater level of cooperation. Uh, Our eyes were made to communicate with the eyes of other people. Another reason we use our eyes. It promotes emotional connection. Uh, Our thoughts and our feelings are expressed in our eyes. There's a reason why we cry out our eyes. We notice. You've heard that old expression, the eyes are the window to what? The soul. It reveals so much about what we're thinking and feeling from moment to moment. We we use a lot of expressions for our eyes. We're seduced by, by bedroom eyes. We are wary of shifty eyes. We're afraid of getting the evil eye. That's a pretty bad eye. (laughs) We're attracted to people who have kind eyes and eyes that sparkle and glow and, 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 and twinkle. We're repelled by those who are dead behind the eyes. When someone is eager, we say they are bright eyed and where did that come from? Don't know where that came from, but that uh, grandma, my grandma used to say that one all the time. We tell others what we're feeling because of our emotions through our eyes. Third, eye contact shows attention. Kind of touched on this a little bit already, but sociologists tell us that people are starved for attention. Give them the gift of your eyes. Give them the gift of listening, of paying attention. You pay attention to what you see. So be intentional about what you see. Turn your eyes to Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. Eye contact is the key to showing that you care. It shows the speaker that you're turning in, tuning into what they're saying. Because have you ever, again, uh, my wife felt this way. Have you ever been with someone and they're always just constantly looking somewhere else? Like you are the, makes you feel like you're the most uninterested person in the, on the planet. The ability to give eye contact to someone as they speak is powerful. And the last reason I'll say today is this. Eye contact creates an intimate bond. Here's, here's some fun science. If, I am, if I'm performing a task or if I am feeling an emotion, both good or bad, and you observe me doing such, the same neurons that are, that are lighting up in my brain 
because of that emotion or task, if you are watching me, those same neurons are lighting up in your brain as well. They call them uh, mirror neurons. Uh, it's, it's, it's what we feel. Uh, made possible by mirror neurons in our craniums. So if I am feeling joy, and you see me feeling joy, guess what you begin to feel? Joy. If I am feeling sad, and if you, or if you, and you're watching someone cry, guess what you feel? Sad. Those same neurons, because you're following the eyes. I love my mother-in-law. I love her to death. She's not watching because she's Catholic. She's doing her own thing right now, so I could talk about her. Uh, she cries at Kleenex commercials. That's a, that's a sad commercial. <laughs> and, and so she has to grab the Kleenex next door. Uh, she just feels those emotions when she sees them in the eyes. But when we're separate from each other, or when we're interacting in different, different modes that don't require eyes, other things can happen. Uh, this is why when we're interacting as, as, as disembodied selves on the internet, it can be so easy to be hurtful and angry at each other. 90% of 13 to 17-year-olds say that the internet makes it easier for people to be mean. And we've all faced it. Most of us have. I, I can't say for all. I have. What am I trying to say today? Turn your eyes to others. See what they're going through. Give them the gift of your sight. We miss out on a little bit of humanity when we don't give the world a little eye contact. How did our scripture say it that Lisa read for us? Set your gaze, set your eyes upon heavens. Not on things below, but on things above be intentional about what you set your eyes upon. And find that kindness and the grace and the mercy and set your eyes upon the needs of others and set your eyes upon the person who's sitting alone. Set your eyes upon. Give them your grace, gaze. Give them your love. We're in the middle of a sermon series on some of the old classic hymns. We sang this one last week at this service, and I don't think we're going to sing it again, but hopefully, hopefully you know it, because uh, I'm going to talk just a moment about it. There's an old hymn called Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Does that sound familiar to anyone? Okay. Helen Lemmel. Born 1863 in England to a Methodist pastor and his wife. I knew I liked her for some reason. Family moved to the United States, age 12. And her parents recognized her musical gifts and made it possible for her to study with, with those in that, in that field. And she sang in several groups and she traveled in the Midwest, uh, going from church to church to church to church. This is the time of the big revivals, the big old tent meetings. And in 1904, in her 40s, she moved to Seattle, Washington, where she served as the music critic for the Seattle Post. After that, she went to Germany to study music, to, to get a little better, and she fell in love, and she found a, a rich European who married her. And she returned to the United States after several years and went on tours, concert tours, and just, just sold out packed houses. 
She also taught music for a number of years at the Moody Bible Institute. She actively supported uh, Billy Sunday's evangelical movement. I don't know if you ever heard of Billy Sunday, but this is how he preached. So count your blessings. <laughs> I'm just standing here. Uh, he, was, he was big time. And she wrote, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus to be used in these meetings. She wrote over 500 hymns. But Turn Your Eyes is one that continued to find its way into modern hymnals. As true with many popular hymns, it holds out a promise of help during troubled times. Here's like the third verse, since we're not singing it today. But, O soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There's a light. There's light for a look at the Savior and life more abundant and free. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Bless you. Here's something I didn't tell you. She was just out of middle aged, about to start, you know, some of the fun years. And she became blind in a relatively short amount of time. And her husband left her. Didn't want to deal with a blind wife. And she lived out her days back in Seattle on government assistance, living in someone else's back room. A gal who had the whole world as her oyster found poverty in her old age. Not the retirement she was hoping for. And it was when she was blind that she wrote the words that became a part of this hymn. A little irony in the song. But the metaphor is still true. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, said this blind woman. Look full in his wonderful face. Give to him the attention he deserves. And the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. This is her at the end of life. Helen Lemmel died in 1961 at the age of 98. Go ahead and keep that up for a moment. That's in the back room where she lived. That's a picture of her in her younger years that she can't even see. Uh, and that's her piano. She, her, she used to have big concert grand pianos and now she has this what she, what she can fit in her, in her apartment. But the song lives on. And she found peace and serenity, even in this affliction. Because when you have Christ in your heart, when you turn your attention to him and to the needs of others, you can find that peace. You can find that faith. You can find a life worth living and a life filled with blessings. If you're constantly looking around, looking for happiness, you're going to miss it. Too many times it's right in front of you if we but look. And the family of God said, amen. As we take our offering, a word of thanks to those who participate in the, in the giving to this church, you make this place happen, and we are, we are grateful for that. Things like Vacation Bible School and mission trips, they happen because of your gifts. Let us receive the offertory.
As able, let's sing our closing song, Our God Saves.
God is good. And all the time. Thank you to the worship folk, to the people upstairs making this happen, to our online guests, and to all of you. I hope you enjoy a wonderful Father's Day to all the dads who are out there. Uh, thinking about eyes, uh, our family after this, we're going to a restaurant that has a bunch of TVs. And I, I got to be careful. I honestly have to sit in a place where I can't see him. Otherwise, I'm zombie dad, and that's not good. Um, one of the rules that we have in our family, I'm, this is not for you, but just for us, uh, we, we can't do screens. No screens at the table. No phones at the table. Uh, because we don't, we don't talk to each other otherwise. And we don't look at each other. Um, that's just something that, that, that in, uh, that's what we do. And at home, the first person who gets up has to do the dishes. And so we all sit at the table for a long time because <laughs> no one wants to do that. Uh, and then it gets too great. Anyway, and it happens. Do me a favor, before I, before I give the benediction, will you turn to someone just next to you, and if there's someone alone, find them, and look in, look in their eyes and just say, I see you. I see you. I see you. We do the meet and greet time uh, during worship. Uh, a, just it's connection and all that. But someone, uh, someone a while back said, Pastor Mike, this is the only time that I ever get a hug is here. And this might be the only time that someone notices that you're here. We see you. We love you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And go in peace. Amen.